So joyful thanksgiving and testimony damages ignorance and causes open heaven. So joyful praise, joyful thanksgiving actually puts you in an advantage. It puts you ahead. It gives you an edge to make way for the miraculous. Because you have believed God and you have the revelation in your spirit that so, so, so will be done. Anything God is doing with you, he's also doing through you. He does things in and through us, but he will first do it, you must see, to make every other person see. I call it live, that is thriving in hard times. And so what we are saying by that is that you are going to be thriving by faith. And one of the best ways to begin the year is to learn this subject. And I want you to please be a doer this year, for it is the doer of the word of God that is blessed, not the hearer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Many people hear the word, but not many people put the word of God to practice. So I want us to actually be the practitioners of God's word. You don't have to document everything I say, but you need to know the actionable points and so that you go after the meeting and begin to act immediately on the word. In fact, while you are hearing the word, he said the word I speak unto you, there are spirit and power, you can always respond to the word of God with joy. Do you understand? I mean, if probably you're in a place where they are too quiet, probably you're watching alone, and then you just underneath your breath, say, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you understand? And if you're in church, and then you see a light, you can shout, nobody will hold you down. You can run, nobody will, do you understand? Uh-huh. You can appear like, we will know that you have caught something. And the rest of us, too, we have to join you to act like we have, because that's what faith is always about. You know, faith is acting exactly like you're already in possession of what God is saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you have not physically seen it, faith is acting like you're already in possession of what God is saying, where you have not physically what? Sin it. So if you check the scripture, people who acted in faith, they acted like it was already, they were already in possession. Jesus met with the ten lepers. They said, have mercy on us. He told them, he said, go and report to the priest. And you know, in Israel, in their laws, once you are cleansed, the first people to ascertain that you are cleansed or to confirm is the priest. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's, it, Jesus told them, they go and report to the priest. And they believe Jesus, Bible says, on their way, they got cleansed. So this is not the year where you just hear and hear and hear and hear and you now become dull of hearing. It's a year when you hear like this, you hear once, you do three, four times. Are you getting what I'm saying? You do three, four times. You know you are hearing to believe. But the action will always be more than what you believe. That's what Bible says in Mark chapter 11. If you read, he said, verse 22. He said, have God kind of faith. He said, if you believe, he pointed to a mountain, he shall say to this mountain. So he spoke the word say three times. But he says, you believe once, and then if so ever shall say to this mountain, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall believe, you know, what he says, shall have whatever he says. And you get what I'm saying? Three times. And then, uh, you know, the man of God that I read this from, Kenneth Egan said that you believe once, and then you speak what you believe three times. Are you getting what I'm saying? And speaking is part of action. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just like the way I said that, you know, leap, 
striving in hard times. I had to convert it because it's a revelation to me. I am trying to teach you into the revelation. I had to convert it to customize it that I live and I thrive in hard times. No matter what the security system is saying, no matter what the you know, health system, what they are saying, because, I mean, it's like, you know, there's going to be a new pandemic or something like that. I mean, COVID-19 is still ravaging in some country, for your information. And then, you know, regardless of what is happening, I thrive in hard times. I remember one of our members in those days had COVID, you know, a young lady, and then I hugged her. You know, the, the, what was, you know, prescribed that time is isolation center. What was prescribed that time is um, social distancing. Now, because I acted in faith, I did know social, social distancing is for people who just use their sense. But you see, hugging and praying in the Holy Ghost and declaring word is for people who use their faith. There's difference between the two. Are you getting what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. So I want us to, you know, dear things this year. It's not just about health. It's not just about security system. You must just believe that you cannot be kidnapped. The kidnappers can be looking at you like this and they can even be showing you the way. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will not be kidnapped by them. They can kidnap people in front of you and after you are, you are reaching the place, you know, at that time they are, they are just laughing and they are smiling and then they kidnap people after you but you just believe that you believe you can never be kidnapped. So you get what I'm saying? That means you're going out and coming in is already secured and blessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So what, what that means is that whatever evil is in town, you will always be exempted. Just like Goshen was exempted from the rest of Egypt when there was famine. And I want you to listen because this message is already targeted at everything that God wants us to be this year. And what is going to be your response to everything that God is saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, it's not just about security system alone, about health. It's also about economy. All right? If you look at what you're earning in Naira, and then you compare it with the way dollar is going, you realize that your salary continues to devalue every day. So we have to leap this year. Some of you, you're a medical doctor, but you might end up as a financial expert. Are you getting what I'm saying? Leaping this year is not something that appeals to logic. The word leap, ordinarily, it doesn't appeal to logic. Listen, it doesn't appeal to reasoning. But you see, it's a, it's a product of revelation within your spirit that your mind doesn't have a choice but to align with that revelation. Are you get what I'm saying? And then by so doing, it will coordinate everything about you in and outside of you. If you are with me, can you say amen? amen. Yes. So leaping. You see a student who is just third class and going forward before he will finish, such a student begins to have first class every semester. That's a leap. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm just trying to explain to you what it means. So I will give you about four definitions that we, that's a leap. An improvement in the quality of life that we live, and then an improvement in or the increase in the qualities or quantities of things that we have. That's what we call it. 
an improvement in the quality of life that we live and increase a monumental, sudden, sporadic increase in the quantities of things that we have. Praise the Lord. What does that suggest to you? You already have a life you are living. That means you have eternal life, right? Somebody say, I have eternal life. So, but you see, it can get better in quality. It can get better in quality. That doesn't mean that the life of God needs to be improved upon, but it means that the life of God that you used to live, the life you live as a result of the eternal life that you have can be improved. Do you see the difference? Eternal life is intact in quality. It doesn't need to be improved upon. But the life you live on earth as a result of possessing Zohe, the God kind of life, can be improved. Somebody can be a billionaire with eternal life. Somebody can be a trillionaire with eternal life. Somebody can be a millionaire with eternal life. And somebody can be a thousandaire with eternal life. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. That life needs to be improved upon. And another thing is that there are things that God has done for you in time past. That's why you will never leave a believer without a testimony. No matter how hard your work of faith has been, you have a testimony in your past. Are you getting what I'm saying? Probably as a student, God showed up, and then you are able to read the portion that will come out in the exam, and then, do you get what I'm saying? He opened your eyes. Or probably as a businessman, after you have lost some money, you made some huge money once. Are you going to say that stabilized you? God just came through. Everybody will always have a testimony of gospel. Too good to be true. Somebody say, too good to be true. Can you say it louder? Say, too good to be true. That is testimony of the gospel. You know, this one is beyond your rational thinking, is beyond your meditation, is beyond your calculation, your scheming, is beyond your intellectual sagacity, vitality, whatever. It's beyond it. This is God. How many of you in your past, you have a testimony of this is God? This is God showing up for you. Is that clear? So it must be God that is showing up for you Every time. So if you have that, you know that's what David had. David killed bear. David killed um, lion. Do you remember? All those testimonies in your past, they are all rehearsals for greater things that God wants to do. How many of you believe greater things are about to happen to you? Sometimes when you pray and you fast and you intercede and you pray and you pray, does it occur to you that God is about to do something? Does it sometimes occur to you that there's something huge, huge, we have forgotten, huge that God wants to do? Does it occur to you at times? I'm not talking about wishful thinking. I'm talking about something like a spiritual feeling that something is about to, you know, I'm about to get married. Even though you still think you are young, praise God. I'm about to, you know, if you are old, of a marriageable age, you'll be thinking that all the time. Are you going to saying? But suddenly something just, I'm about to break through. I'm about to hit it big. There must be that consciousness at times in the heart of a believer. Do you get what I'm saying? That something miraculous is around the corner. And that's why them would like to tie us down to being fearful of security situation, to being, you know, to be panicking of, you know, health system, to be panicking. We don't even have enough doctors in town. What will happen to me now if I fall sick? Do you get what I'm saying? As you are hearing about cancer, you are hearing about, uh, you know, all kinds of diseases and epidemics, and you are wondering, how will I survive? In this, you know, the more we grow, the more we are conscious of evils in the world. 
You see, the younger you are, the less of the evils in the world that you know. What concerns baby with COVID-19? What concerns baby with the dollar rate? What concerns, do you get what I'm saying? They are so innocent and so naive of everything that is going on. So it means that the more you grow and the more conscious you have of the evil and the challenges in the world, the more should be your faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? To conquer them. And that's what growth does. Don't ever be growing physically, naturally, without growing spiritually. It's dangerous. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. The more you are conscious of the evils and the challenges, or the more you see things happening around you, you know, issues of life and all that, the greater, the stronger should be your faith. The greater, the stronger should be your what? Should be your faith. Glory to God. The greater should be your faith. The greater should be your faith. Look at it. Do you know that there are some diseases or there are some sickness that don't come when people are young? Do you know they come when people are, you know, once, even when they say you cross 40, they almost put fear inside me. They are 40, I'm strong. Glory to God. <laughs> Moses ran away at the age of 40. God called him at the age of 80. He died at the age of 120. 40, 40, 40. Me, I just finished one third of my, my life. Do you understand? Life began at 40. Some of you are under 40 now. You are yet to experience life. That's why you are reading, 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 reading. Praise God. And that's why I'm preaching, 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 preaching. Imparting lives. When you are growing naturally, the more you are growing older, all right, the more challenges of life you'll be facing. Old age disease, old age this, old age, do you understand? Once you cross 40, they start telling you don't take sugar. I take sugar, I just took sugar, praise God. You know, they start telling you things, they start telling you avoid this, take this, take that, do you get what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you something. I'm not saying you should be careless, but at the same time, you must have faith, you must grow stronger in faith to conquer things. So it is calamitous for somebody to be growing older to start facing the challenges of life. As students, some people who are students now, they don't know much. They can afford to be careless with what they bought. They can afford to not maintain what they have. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because somebody is paying it for them. It's once happened to everybody. Do you understand? Except if you are deliberately trained well. God is not wasteful. Somebody say, God is not wasteful. Say, I receive grace. To never be wasteful. Say, I will never be wasteful. That's why after the miracles of the bread during multiplication, he said they should gather the 12 baskets that remain. Or how many baskets remain? 12 baskets. They gather everything, the leftovers. The leftovers. Jesus will never say keep the change. He will collect his change, praise God. It's not because Jesus is stingy, but Jesus gathers leftovers. He never wants anything to waste. Although change is not a waste. You are giving it out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, but there's a way people just drink and look at the one quarter of the bottle, leave the remaining drink there. Because they want to do big boy. That's wastefulness. It's not big boy. Something is wrong with that person's mind. I don't want to say edge. Let's use mind. Praise the Lord. Aha. Uh -huh. Somebody say, I live this year. Say, I live by faith. I thrive in hard times. 
I thrive in Nigeria. Mention the countries where you are watching from. Say, I thrive in Nigeria. I thrive from Lagos. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be a failure. I am a success. I am prosperous. I am more than conqueror. I have more than enough. Glory, 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 glory. Please, wherever you hear the teaching of leap, is talking about faith that is demonstrated by joy. Are you getting what I'm saying? So please, through this teaching, you must be joyful throughout. Even after, you must always be joyful. This year is a year of joy. I like what testimony somebody shared. He said, last year, I thank God because I decided I was going to be joyful last, that last year. That, you know, you know, was sharing it. And she was joyful throughout. Probably they've jilted her, broken her heart, stolen her money, or made her sad, whichever way. But she refused to be sad. Are you get what I'm saying? With or without whatever going on, you can refuse to be sad. Somebody say, I got joy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, say it again. Say, I got joy of the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. Glory, 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 glory. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, when I see our goals for the year, I can only rejoice. Because there's no calculation that can hit the goal. The goal will hit us. Praise God. There's no calculation. In fact, there might not be goal posts. There might not be goal posts to put the ball inside. Are you going to say, when you see the goals, when you see the goals, when you see the goals, you are wondering, what is the problem? How will I get there? And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Isn't it amazing that the power is within us? So somebody can have the power that can change everything around him, inside him and around him, and suppress that power with sadness. I refuse to be sad in Jesus' name. Glory, glory to God. So don't please be growing and not grow in faith. Don't be growing naturally and not grow in understanding and not grow in faith. The more devil will be throwing all kinds of challenges at you. So when we are talking about a leap, we are talking about increase in quantities of good things that we have gotten in time past. So David conquered lion and bear, and then he went ahead to conquer Goliath. Can you imagine? God didn't start with Goliath. God knew that you need to conquer, you know, from the elementary uh, to the bigger things. And then you see, he conquered the throne. What you may not know is that we say bear, lion, he conquered bear, he conquered lion, he conquered Goliath. He also conquered Saul. He was almost going to get tempted to kill Saul, the anointed, and that would have terminated his enthronement. But he was full of understanding. He had understanding more than his age. You know, a young boy, he had understanding more than his age. He couldn't, he didn't touch him. He just caught a path to show him. And that was like about two times. But you can imagine, if Saul had gotten an opportunity to kill David, he would have killed David. Kill him and made him, uh, 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 just killed him like Dodo, praise God, and chop him. So that he can stabilize his government. But God has enthroned David. Glory to God. So he conquers Saul in order to be enthroned. 
There are things you will conquer in this life before you get your final instrument. Are you getting what I'm saying? Maybe you are still at level two now, and you are still going to level 10. Or some people going to level 200. <laughs> God will see you through. Can you say amen? Yes. Somebody say, God will see me through. Yeah, because you have to conquer all, including yourself. The greatest enemy you can have is yourself. Hmm? When you are yawning early in the morning, hmm? praise the Lord. Or you are yawning in the day. When you are tired, you are taking a nap. A boy of 25 years old is taking 25 years old is taking a nap. He can't sit down and read for 10 hours straight. Something is wrong. I'm telling you what I did. I've read for 48 hours straight. The only time I stood up, maybe two, three times, I went to eat. No bathing, nothing. The exam is staring at me like this, and I'm also staring, with, uh, staring at the exam. I sat down. So if you're a student or you're listening to me, one of the ways to leap is to sit down and read. Praise God. Hallelujah. He says, I'm tired. I'm looking for a job. Leaping requires discipline. Leaping requires obedience actionable obedience. You apply to 10, 20 places, you say, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, who is applying to 1,500 places? If there are no 1,500 places in Nigeria, apply to Cameroon, apply to Togo, apply to Ghana, apply, apply, apply. somebody say apply. This year must be different. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must not remain seated and be high do. You have been having ideas upon ideas upon ideas. You are, you, are, you are brilliant, but the smartness is the problem. The smartness is looking for a way to convert your brilliance into action. So you turn the idea, you have to start somewhere. You have to start with something. When I'm talking about the leap of faith, it's not just rejoicing in church at the word of God. Bible says, I rejoice at your word as someone that has found a great spoil. What that means is that you rejoice at God's revelation because it's now real to you. You have now gotten a substance of faith. So you know the future is secured. You know the business will work. You know the academics will turn out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, so what you are saying is that you've gotten the substance and you rejoice. The next thing is to listen to God on what next to do. And you go and start. God can look at your pocket like this. It's just 5,000. God sees what is in your account. It's just 10,000. And then God sees people around you, what they can raise. It's just 85,000. Everything is 100,000. And he's telling you to go and buy a property of 100 million. That is God. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what? God. If you don't have such experience, you are probably a spiritual baby. Because God will not say big things to spiritual baby. And if you don't have your goals written or probably in your mind, but it's better it's written, and those goals are bigger than you, then it means that you are not reasoning alongside with God. For God doesn't think small. God will not look at the size of your account. God will not look at the size of your background or the quality of your background or the quality of people around you. Do you understand? People say that you show me your friends, then I can predict your future. Is that not what they say? They said, do you have five friends who can raise 25 million naira in 24 hours? People ask those kind of questions. I mean, business people who are, who are blunt about life. You don't bring, if you don't have what they are going to offer me, then you are not at my level. So if you are friends when we are thousand years and I suddenly enter into millions, then that means the friendship is dropped. 
Because the money that you have, sometimes we bring closer to you, those who have that kind of results. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those who have that kind of results. <laughs> and then it's not, you don't get offended at people. Because the way a millionaire and a thousandaire think is different. The way a billionaire and a millionaire think is different. Do you get what I'm saying? Somebody is struggling to pay workers. Somebody is not even thinking about paying workers. What if we pay them in the next 30, 30 years is there? But he's thinking of scaling up, multiplying groups. You know, a group of companies, you have three registered, limited, whatever, or four or five put together under a group. But this one is thinking of groups, conglomerates, holdings. He's not even thinking of, uh, you know, he's not thinking of what comes in and what goes out. There are people thinking about that for him. He's scaling up at the highest level. What are opportunities coming out? Let's, let's, let us be the first to seize it. Are you so the way if you think according to your level, your association according to your level, are you getting what I'm saying? And you shouldn't get angry at somebody who has left you. You don't get angry at somebody who has left you because you don't expect anybody you have left or you left behind to also get angry with you. Do you get what I'm saying? Even though you might not want to, you might not understand. But sometimes when you are getting promoted, you understand. Because these things happen naturally. That doesn't mean you won't be humble. That doesn't mean you will not be in touch. But the fellowship, the sharing of information will be different. Everything will now be different. Look at it now. If you have a friend who is an undergraduate, you have a friend who is an undergraduate, what he's thinking is different. He's talking about continual assessment. You are talking about getting a loan for, to fund your business. You, is, it, is, it a, is it the same? It's not the same. It's not the same. Even part one and part five is different. Part five is thinking, who will I marry now? <laughs> what job will I do? Where will I serve? Are you going to say, part one, <laughs> let's go for sure. <laughs> do you understand? There's different. Praise God. Life is different. But I am praying for you. You will always be growing higher. Amen. Going higher. Amen. Catching up with people that have gone ahead of you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are talking about leaping here. Leaping is energy. You see, when you have that energy at your level, you will, there's something called excitation energy in physics. You will just refuse to stay at the grand state. You just refuse to stay at that level. When that energy enters into you, you will move, you will break protocols. You can leave level two, three, four from level one and just cross to level five. That is called excitation energy. I don't have to explain it more than that because I know you will understand the technical things. So, but I want you to know that there's such a thing that God is pumping into us this year that is a supernatural dimension of his divine energy that you become unstoppable. You will look at a wall like this, you will walk into it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You look at some, some mountain like this, rigid mountain. You will have spoken to it and they look like they are not moving, you just climb it and cross it over. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you must become unstoppable. Somebody say, I'm unstoppable. unstoppable. Somebody say, I'm immovable. Say, I'm unstoppable. In the name of Jesus. Say, I conquer mountains. I remove mountains. I'm a mountain climber. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'm a mountain climber. In the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Let me teach you a wisdom this year. Whenever you see problems, shout glory. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, 
Uh -huh. Now, that's not the reason why I'm saying glory, 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 glory. I respect you to respond with joy. When I say glory, glory, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, whatever you say is what you will see. When you see problem physically and you are declaring glory with your mouth, it's just a matter of time. The challenge we experience is switch. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. Then you now start saying glory, actually. Praise the Lord. Somebody is, is indebted to you. You see the person and say glory. He said glory. The person will have to release your money. Are you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Because this, at the same time, the person who has been indebted to you can be used by God. First and foremost, to return your money. And then, secondly, to now be a good friend who will connect you to higher businesses. Don't you ever give up on anybody. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh -huh. You have somebody who has been disturbing you to sin together, probably sexually, uh, touching. Is a glory? Is a glory? Holy. Glory! <laughs> Don't say holy. Praise God. Just say glory. Don't say thief. Just say glory. Are you getting what I'm saying? As I say glory, abstain from all appearance of evil. Flee all youthful. Don't say glory and stay there. <laughs> glory. This is a different year. A sinful person cannot leap. You'll be too heavy. Bible says lay aside weight and everything that easily besets you, looking unto Jesus. Uh, in fact, it says lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets you. Run the race that is set ahead of you with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Somebody shout glory. glory. Yeah. So as you're shouting glory, 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 you walk away. You look at your account. You can't even say what is there. You say, glory. You see a symptoms coming up on your body. You say, glory. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't think paracetamol force. You say, glory. Even if you're going to take paracetamol later, force say, glory. Because paracetamol needs help. I saw a report recently that the milligram they put there, you know it's supposed to be 500 milligrams. And you are supposed to take two, right? Two tablets. That some people have gone to reduce that milligram to about 300 and something. They calculated it. So the authentic paracetamol now, you are supposed to take like three instead of two. I read it. So say glory so that you can make sense. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything now, people underhandedly, cunningly have reduced quality of things generally. Generally, the cylinder that my grandfather used, I saw the cylinder. Now I hear that cylinders blow up after some time. You can you imagine the cylinder of 50 years old? I almost used it, I just refused to use it. The cylinder, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. So, for you to know that the world. It's coming to an end. Declaring glory and speaking faith and acting in faith is the only thing that can help us to conquer it. If you are still here, can you say amen? Yeah. I don't have all the time. Let me just run through. So God is distinguishing his sons and separating us from the hardness and difficulties of security, economic hardness, epidemics, and so on at this time. And let me tell you, if you leap in January, your December will be far better than what you expect. 
If you live, you know the Bible says better is the end of a thing than the beginning. That means the beginning is good, but better is the end. So now we want to actually live in January so that our beginning is better. Is better, meaning that is far better than good. Is that clear? Yes, we are not crawling. We are not taxing. We are swearing in January. So what it means is that by December, the goals you think you will have met or you will have hit or you will have achieved, you will have achieved times five, times ten of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people who came into this year as tenants who, can, who we hand as landlord. But you are believing God for a better apartment. Whereas God is thinking of you owning an estate. I, I, I hope you are getting what I'm saying. So I want you to stir up your mind, stir up your spirit, stir up that power that is within you with which that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think. Jacob negotiated for wages. At some point, he had a dream, and he negotiated for a different investment, if you remember. And God showed up for him, and the wealth was transferred. So there is a way you can be thinking of salary, and God is thinking of you paying salary. You know there's difference. So I want you to please think bigger. I want a better car. But God wants to deliver a brand, automobile brand to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Think big. Another thing I want to say is think new. You see, this is different from this. Think new. Praise God. Somebody just said Oshara now. Oshara is different from Oshuru. Praise God. Think big. New one is different from Tokumbo. Are you getting what I'm saying? Think big. Somebody say, I am new. Even if they have branded you with the name Tokumbo, say, I am new. You know, it's in those days that Tokumbo used to freak all of us. Ah, this guy was born abroad, Tokumbo. Ah, think big. You see, David conquered those people, leap from bear to lion, to killing lion, from killing lion to killing Goliath. Bible says he has been a war veteran. No, he has been a warrior from his youth. David, who was never enlisted in Israel army, because you have to be 20 years old to be enlisted. David was a teenager. He still needed about three, four more years to join the Israel army. And he killed the commander of another entire army who had been terrorizing the whole Israel army 40 days and 40 nights. A teenager. And he was going to kill the commander. He killed the guy with stone and catapult. Look, there's nobody God cannot use. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Do you have a paper? You see, your pen and paper is catapult and stone. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. With it, giants can fall. With it, giants can what? can fall. You can construct a body of letter that will shake kingdom. You can write proposal that will make bank thieves to sit together. I am telling you the truth. You see, most times, we look down on ourselves because we are not conscious of who we carry. 
You know, it's one thing to not be conscious of who you are, and then it's, it's, you, it's much more like a criminal offense to not now be conscious of who you carry. God is on your inside. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say, I carry God. So you imagine what can never happen to God can never happen to you. God cannot be bossed to corner. God cannot face challenges and not resolve it. God cannot face problems and not, and not at, attempt, attempt and solve the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we saw people who carry God in the scriptures, how they resolved problems. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel. Look at Joseph. Giving interpretations of dreams. Daniel do not just, did not just give interpretation. He gave revelation of the dream. He revealed the dream that the king saw, that the king didn't tell the astrologers. Do you get what I'm saying? He carried God on our inside. Don't look down on yourself. Don't look down on what you are doing now, the product in your hands, the idea in your mind or in your brain. Don't look down on it. Don't look down on your company. Don't look down, even if it's not yet a company, don't look down on it. You have to be walking day and night and be praying to God and be receiving revelation, all right, to nurture it, to nurture it, for it to grow. And you must always challenge yourself. Every day you must be better. God will lead you to books to read, to furnish you, to develop you. Are you getting what I'm saying? He will connect you with friends, resourceful people, who will take you by the hand and walk you through doors. I hope that is clear. I've always seen, any class I join as a student, I always pray to God, I have it consciously that I'm going to be one of the people that will lead the class. I remember my MBA class. The wisdom just came. There is school one, school two, school three. You know school one, they are the ones always sitting in front. School two are the people in, the, in between. School three, sometimes they don't come. Don't, even school two, sometimes. They are just far, far at the back. So you see what I, I did, school 1.5, sometimes school 2, and sometimes school, depending on the time I come to class. Because that time, I was a businessman. I was coming to Lagos School into Ife. I was a pastor who runs three services every Sunday. One day, I stood up in my home, you know, and I lived alone in quarters, senior staff quarters in Ife. I stood up, road 18. I stood up. I fell down because of the stress of everything that I carried. Business, pastoring, uh, there were many. Academics and all those things. I fell down. I said, no. Have you watched those movies before where someone said, no, me, that I am, I am so, so, so. I'm so, so, so. I said, no. <laughs> I stood up again. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I fell down. Ah, do you know it was like a movie? Because all my life, I've always been healthy. I remember my dad telling us, morning, food, breakfast, lunch, brunch, we should take brunch, we'll take lunch, we'll take uh, breakfast, we'll take uh, dinner, and everything as mayor, because it has to be light around this time, it can be heavy here, it can, do you understand, you know? So we, we were fed. Not knowing that I've eaten and I've exhausted the energy that those food gave me. Because at some point when I lived alone, <laughs> brothers and sisters, do you know what helped me that day to shock you, if I tell you? Do you want to hear? I spoke to a friend of mine who is too practical. I told him my experience. I said, Pastor, take the ground. 
enter the water. That's what he said in Yoruba. And then I understand it. So what he was saying is that take gallium sulfate. Take cassava flakes. And I sat down with it. I took enough of it. And he said after I take it, just sleep. And I slept. It was God, grace, and cassava flakes that helped me that day. I slept for just maybe around less than an hour. By the time I woke up, I was too strong. I jumped up. Feeling like playing football. Are you getting what I'm saying? But I have missed a class I was trying to rush to. When I got to the class, eventually, they've known me, you know, school 2, school 2.5, school 1.5. But the wisdom God gave me is to make friends with young people who are in school 1. You know, people in school 1, they're always young. Far, far younger. I was like 5 years, 7 years older than them. They had nothing they are thinking about except books. They are believing God for a job. Yeah, I already had a job. I had businesses. And I have people I'm pastoring. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when I spoke to one of them, he said, you this boy, where are you coming from? That's somebody I'm eight years older than. I said, I said, I said don't worry, you cannot understand. Because to get and gain something from someone, you've got to be humble. Don't forget, I've been a businessman. I have money more than the person. I am older than the person. I am now still anointed. You get what I'm saying? Those things can make you proud. But I humble myself. Guess what? When this girl gets 80, I will get 75. When this girl gets 75, I will get 70. When it's almost a difficult time, I will take a key point. Because when she was reading... I can't forget that girl in my life. When she should be reading, she would be jotting out. I was so busy to the point I couldn't read notes. And that's even if you had notes. <laughs> but I would go after a key point, two days, three days to the exam. When you say crashing, we were master. We, we were mastery of the crashing. Are you, have I told you about the story of a man before? I got into my class best in the class, but we were project partners. Best in the class. Everybody has copied the assignment. They've submitted. Even if I'm to copy, I will copy last. Because I had engagement. If I'm not preaching here, I am in one BG. I am, do you understand? And so we used to have group study in those days. I'm not trying to legalize copying. <laughs> What's another word they use for copy? Dobby. It's called dubbing I want to use because copying can be, it can sound sanctimonious. Dubbing. So that time, I, pro, I propounded a theorem. I said, dubbing is not a sin. Except if you had nothing to contribute when you were dubbing. Dubbing is not a sin, except when you dub without intelligence. And the whole class dubbed that guy without sense. <laughs> when I came, you know, for me to say that we are project partner, it means that I have something to offer to him. Uh -huh. But I didn't have time. Wale, have you done it? I'm sure he might be listening to this message. He said, yes. He said, ah, cast. everybody has submitted. That is you I'm waiting for. Ah, BS. You always call me BS. That's Bible study secretary. And I told him, I said, I is in the class of your brother now. So I told him, I said, where is it? He brought it. He said, hey, he said this, he said this, he said this. So I was looking at what he did. 
As I was looking at it, I saw a mistake. And you know, in engineering, once you make mistake from the beginning, the whole calculation is gone. So I said, will you come? You made a mistake here. This one you should have applied. This does not apply to this, it applies to this. So if I had, had time, I could have even done it. So I, I corrected the mistake. I wrote the correct one. He said, yeah, the whole class have done it. And they submitted. And they submitted. I told him, I said, correct your own. He just corrected. And we submitted. And you see, the funniest thing is that I had unbelievers in the class, religious people, Muslims. They have come to me before to ask, say, Pastor, how do you do it? You visit our class. <laughs> you know, you have visiting professors. <laughs> I was also <laughs> visiting students. Because if I'm not preaching, I'm preaching there, I'm preaching this. Do you understand? It's still a bit painful because if I structured my life and I had a strong mentor, I could have finished better. So I, yes, I told, I told my guy, I said, let's submit. The lecturer came into the class. You know, when those Muslims come to me, anytime, there's a way just God give you glory. Not because you fully deserve it. Because when you crash, you don't, when you crash to, to read, to write exam, you don't deserve good glory in terms of good grades, to be frank. The law of nature. But you see, when most of the people in class are failing and they don't pass well, that is when you, out of about 40, you see a lot of people having D, E, F, D, E, F. Then there will now be four A's. When they look at the matric now and say, ah, pastor, pastor. So when people pass, they don't know what I get. Well, they just assume. Pastor is one of the bright students in this class. And I was bright. But it's just that in some courses, that thing didn't work. Praise God. Get ready to leave this year. So when we submitted, the lecturer came. He said, all of you, you wrote nonsense. And it's a major grading for exam. He said, you wrote nonsense. He said, only God say, and uh, Okewole that did. Is God that saved Okewole? Because if I was selfish, I could have written a correct one. And not tell it. You know, that, you know that that's how the world is outside school. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The businessmen will be chopping, cheating themselves. Because they want to be ahead. It's competition. I've never known anything like competition in my life. I don't, my life, my path is so unique that God showed me the path. Don't copy anybody. Walk your own path. Are you getting what I'm saying? I just share that with you. So it's time to leave. All right, and then, um, number one, leaping is a large jump or a large jump. If you have ever seen people who does long jump before, you know long jump? Or all those high jump. So large jump or sudden movement of faith, literally, in the direction of one's miracle. large jump or sudden movement of faith in the direction of one's miracle. I saw a clip of our very own Toby Amoson yesterday, I think somewhere, somewhere in the world for one particular competition. And then about from different, about eight or 10 countries that were in that, so it's 100 meter, but they will have to be, 
jumping, all those and all that. She was like among the shortest. So they introduced all of them. She was just there. And when they said they should start, people were even ahead of her. <laughs> you see, when she switched at the middle of the stuff, she just started jumping. Pa, pa, skipping those things. Pa, pa, pa. Do you know when she reached the mark? There was still distance between her and the second person. As in a good distance. So that's, see, that mark is the miraculous we need to respond. We need to receive. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your driving, your drive, your obedient action, your running, skipping orders towards that mark is what I call leap. And that is why nothing must stop you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what I call leap. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he said, How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about. You don't get anointed and remain on a spot. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm anointed. anointed. Yeah. So as a student, if you truly know you're anointed, then read. And then you read to assimilate. Because you're anointed. As a businessman, if you know you're anointed and you're conscious of it, then move the about doing business. Look at Jesus. He moved about. Look at it. Holy Spirit and power. Who went about doing good? You're an anointed businessman. Then go about doing good business. Are you getting what I'm saying? Students, anointed, go about reading good. Look at it. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him scoring good grades, good having good results, breaking through, satisfying customers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just put it in your context. But what's the secret of this verse? It's not just being anointed. Can you see that? Many people are anointed, but they are on a spot. They are stagnant. They refuse to move. They refuse to take step of faith. He went about. You must do some wenting about. Praise God. <laughs> oh God. Some going about. Some wenting about. This supernatural movement causes a drastic change and divine experience beyond words. I'm going to stop on that note. It causes a drastic change. You see, sometimes if you don't move, things will not move. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at Joshua told them. God told him, he said, get the priest to carry the ark, let them step into the Jordan River. And they entered into it. Not at the bank of the river. They entered, they carried the ark and entered into it. If they did not move, then Jordan will not part. Are you getting what I'm saying? God told Moses, he said, stretch your rod there. But you see, when he was telling him to stretch his rod, he said, tell the, the Israelites to move forward. Is that not what he says? He tell them to move forward because God didn't see Red Sea. Sometimes when you see as God is seen, the orders you see don't really exist. 
Because God can't be telling you to move forward if he truly see Red Sea. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means God couldn't see it. Lift up your right hand, say this year. This year. Say louder, say this year. This year. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Say I am anointed. I am anointed. Say I am anointed, anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, power. To, be to be successful. To be great. To, be great. to live a better, a better life. To leap. To break through. Say, I'm anointed to experience the miraculous. To cause signs and wonders. Say, Lord, I say, I'm anointed. And I receive grace to move. Say, I move in every area. Say, I move by all means. I refuse to be stagnated. I refuse to be hindered. I refuse to be stopped. Say, I move. In the name of Jesus, put on your hands. So please, with what you have heard, go back to your drawing board. Movement begins. Because that's what it means to leap. You see, when we get into this teaching, you realize that movement is different from movement. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, if V12 is moving, it's different from uh, Micra. How many stroke engine is Micra? Have you seen those Mikra? Eh? Mikra always do like, you know, it's like it's one stroke engine, but I know it will be four stroke engine. When a V6, have you ever seen somebody just turbocharge? Have you ever seen those kind of vehicle? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Or you have seen power back? See, movement is different from movement. If men could come up with a turbocharged machine, there's difference between car, motor, Vehicle, all those things. Machine, you know, iron. Vroom, vroom. It's still there, but it's just charging. <laughs> Once it starts, like, it's gone. It's moving. That, the movement this year is a divine turbocharged, supernatural. Turbo charged to soar. Because the biggest, the highest, the most powerful of all engines is inside us. Is that clear? Yes, sir. This year is our year. Amen. This year is your year. Amen. You are breaking through. Amen. You are making progress. Amen. You are jumping over, you know, skipping, overcoming all others in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we give you praise. Let's lift up our hands and begin to worship him.